what you got for us? Well, um, I mean, for this, it will be a review, but for anybody that might be hearing this for the first time and they're asking, well, what is this Tribune? You keep talking about what, right. what is it, you know, break it down. So right. let me do that. Okay. So the Trivium is the, um, the first part, the foundational part, the intrinsic part of the classical edu uh, education system that you would have been taught you, if you were uh, from the Roman elite or a wealthy Greek family or something like that, then your, your parents would have paid for you to go sit with a, you know, a Socrates or a Plato or somebody like this and be educated by them, much like Alexander the Great, right, with right. Aristotle. Mm -hmm. so, so the trivium, it means the three, right, uh, are grammar, logic, grammar, and rhetoric. So these are Sister Miriam Joseph's definitions of logic, grammar, and rhetoric. Logic is concerned only with operations of the intellect, the rational cognition, not with volition nor the emotions. Right, so only it's the thing that, it, it's function, I think would be, would be a, a way to summarize that. Logic is, what is its function? Logic mm -hmm. is, is how you arrive at observing its function. Grammar gives expression to all states of mind or soul, cognitive, volative, emotional, in sentences that are statements, questions, wishes, prayers, commands, or exclamations. In this sense, grammar has a wider scope than logic and so does rhetoric, which communicates all these to other minds. So in with grammar, it's not being used in, in the context of like your English class when they're right. talking about grammar. In grammar, what we're basically talking about is the, the, the definition of terms. Mm -hmm. You know, what is um, the literal definition of terms, not the assumed definition. Uh, and so oftentimes, um, you know, in, in a healthy, structured, organized conversation and debate, the first thing that should happen is you define your terms. Right. So that we're talking about the same thing and we understand it in the same way and in the same context. We'll save a lot of time by defining our terms first. And so oftentimes in a trivium discussion group, you might hear this question a lot. Well, what do you mean when you say that? Or mm -hmm. what, what do you mean when you say that da, da, da? Right. What, what does that mean? Right. Um, so uh, grammar is the like the, the, building the what, block. the what, when and where right, is the grammar. Um, so rhetoric judges which one of a number of equivalent grammatical symbols for one idea is best for communication in the given circumstances. For example, steed, horse silver, argent. Grammar deals only with the sentence, with one thought. Logic and rhetoric deal with extended discourse, with relations and combinations of thoughts. So now this might seem really abstract, and if I break it down like this, and I read it again, I'm sure it would make a little bit more sense, but think about um, like a computer. A computer has input, it has processing, and then it has output. When you ask 
your computer to do something, you, you type in the input, it processes the command and generates an output. That's mm -hmm. the exact same process. It's grammar, you input the grammar, right? The logic is the process, the function, right? And the rhetoric is the output. Um, or you could look at it like, um, I have an interpretation. Can I share that? Yeah. Yeah. Go okay. So I, I look at it like logic is the formation of the idea, right? It's very easy to think of something, mm. but then very often we meet people who are like, you know, I, I know what I want to say. I just don't know how to say it. Yeah. And that's where grammar comes in. Grammar is, are the tools we use to express ourselves. Right, all the words, all all the words that exist, all the letters that well, exist, all their words and their correct definitions, right, and right. usages. Well, yeah, that should be assumed, right? You mm -hmm. wouldn't be using a word on the wrong way on purpose. And then rhetoric is the efficiency by which we communicate. Mm -hmm. The efficiency, like for example, if something is is um, not cold, right, you could say that it's warm, or you could say that it's boiling. But there is one word that is better than the other. One word that's more efficient to express the idea you're trying to convey to someone else. Yeah, you're trying to convey it correctly. Right. Yeah. So when I think of the trivium, that's what I think. It's the, the culmination of all of these concepts together so that by nature we're sort of becoming better communicators, which kind of lowers our miscommunication, which is where a lot of our issues as people arise. So that's, that's one way that has benefited me. And that's the way I interpret the trivium. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's dead on. And I think maybe even a simpler way to look at it, mm. you know, for anybody like just hearing about this for the first time, is the grammar is the who, what, when, where, right? Mm -hmm. The logic is the how, and the rhetoric is the why. Mm. Yeah. So any question that you have, where should you start? With, with the why. grammar. With, yeah, with the why. With yeah. the grammar. Right. What are the what do these words mean? What are the words pertaining to this thing that I want to know? What do those mean? Yeah, we use an example uh, in one of our uh, triviums. And that was with the, because we, we were kind of there. There was some confusion around this. What exactly what we're talking about. And it came to me. I'm like. You would not go into a negotiation mm -hmm. without defining terms first, because right. someone was adamant, like. No, no, no. <laughs> but then once once it started settling in everyone's mind, and I go, that's why you would have your your contract lawyer. Mm -hmm. I would have my contract lawyer. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to define terms mm -hmm. because they need to make sure that what's written is exactly what's being conveyed. Otherwise, you're not going to sign off. You're, you're not going to uh, put your signature to it. Right. Because the terms are incorrect. And, and or unclear or unclear yeah. or they're nebulous or someone's trying to get over on you. Well, so another they, function of the yeah. trivium is to dispel confusion. Yes. Right. Yes. So I just want to just end that little section there. Um, she says here that logic may function without rhetoric or poetry, but these with, uh, with these without logic are shallow. Grammar is requisite to all. Mm. It's the beginning. It's the foundation. Without that, you cannot move forward. You can't. You can't. It just said something, too. It said that it's through symbols and stuff like that. And, and what do Masons, what are we most famous for? Our symbols. Yeah, symbology. Right. Yeah. So 
we are dealing with the same that that's why we're so um adamant whatever you want to call it as to why we should be practicing uh the trivium and we should so yeah yeah and give me one <laughs> yeah yeah An another round yeah Please. so uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, because we need more brain fuel. We need more brain fuel. So do you have any books on Freemasonry, Shane? Did you buy any uh, uh, during I, this time? Yeah, I have I have two. What I haven't read have? them yet. Okay. Uh, oh, one is by, I think his name is Manly P. Hall. Oh, Manly P. Hall, yeah. I can't think of what it's called. Okay. Um, and then another one, oh, I wish I had them in front of me. Okay. Uh, another one is, I think it's just about uh, symbols and secret knowledge. Okay. So it's not necessarily about Freemasonry exactly, but... It well, covers some of the stuff. And, and okay, but you've had to have read articles and stuff like that online about free or watch documentaries about Freemasonry. I avoid them. You avoid them good. I, I actively okay, why? avoid them. I said good, but uh, no. Wh why? Yeah, because I, ever since I was little, I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. Okay. Um. So, I but I didn't want, you know, I I knew that my dad didn't want to talk about it, so that that let me know that some of this stuff is is a secret. Some of this stuff is not for me to know. And if that's the case, I, had to, I have to believe that's for a reason. And you know what, man? You, you hit upon a key phrase. You know, it's a secret and there's some, it's not for you to know. Yes. Yes, but it's not because it's sinister. It's not right. because it's uh, nefarious. It's, you know, in my travels, and I, I was thinking of writing a, uh, an article or maybe even doing a, another podcast, just putting down my thoughts. But one of them is this. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I joined, I had read like five, maybe a little bit more books on Freemasonry before I became a member. Right. And so I joined already knowing a little bit, right? But mm -hmm. I had never experienced what you want to experience, initiation, passing, raising, you know, the three degrees. Because there's no other, you can read all you want about it, mm -hmm. but unless you experience it, that's way different. Right. All right. So I knew... I wanted to do that, and I wanted to be a part of this organization. That's number one. But, you know, reading those books, I said, you know, and then, and then finally uh, getting initiated, passed and raised in this lodge, and then a few, few years passed. I would say about five years passed. I said, you know what? I got it. I know the secret. But all of a sudden, I had no words. Like, I could not. Thank you, sir. I could not accur accurately express what I knew. Thank you. Hence, there's a secret. The right. secret, I know it, but I have no words to express it. Yeah, I, you know, when I use, when I use the word secret, I would say that it's just inf information, not sinister, but... Uh, Concealed. Yeah, information that's just not for you yet. The same way the mysteries of becoming a man are not for an infant. You wouldn't right. convey some of the things right. that you're going to go through in life yeah. um, to a child. It's right? like the Jedi's and the trials. You know, yeah, yeah. you haven't gone through the trials you're just yet. Just not ready you, for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, I mean, but that's an even more foundational concept uh, of how you're. You know, I went through more mystical. You know, more. Mm -hmm. th th there are things that I understood by by reading and studying, and then and then uh, witnessing uh, the degrees. But then I, when I wanted to share it, I had no words. I, Mm -hmm. I couldn't. I, I mean, I literally could not. It would not come out. It would not formulate in my head. And so 
but what you're saying is true you have to go through it you know you th there is no way for me to convey those thoughts to a little child becoming a man right or being initiated into manhood in those ancient tribes right they, they were not going to tell you that you were going to go through it and then you would understand and i think and that's why the trivium discussion group works <clears throat> and you can't just sit alone at home and read a book mm. uh you learn it by going through it. it uh, well, it's a kinesthetic. Uh, I was uh, I was asking him, and you're, you're correct. You're correct. I, not to cut you off, but I was asking him if he had any books on masonry. He said he did too, but he hasn't read them. And if he's read any articles online or watched any documents, but he said he avoids it because you know he he you know with his father, experience of his father, um, he, he knew that there was a secret, but it just wasn't for him. Not yet. You know, and that's very well put. And that's your dad being, you know, and there's things I, you're right. There's things I tell my boys, but it's stuff that are in books. Right. There's other stuff that I don't share with them because that's for them to experience when it's time, if they ever decide to take the step and you know, da, 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 da. So, so, I mean, so nothing, I mean, other than the Dan Brown, you know, movies and, yeah. uh, what, what is it? National treasure. You saw that one right. uh, with uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's, that's your concept of Freemasonry or I mean, but you know, also there's there's another aspect to it. Uh, I know they can't see me, but I'm black, right? So in in the black <laughs> You are surprise. You are? Wait a minute, yeah, news flash. <laughs> in the black community, yeah. I think masonry holds a different place, right? Definitely. Um there like it there's I wanna say in the two thousands, there there was this huge like wave of like oh this is masonic this is demonic this is evil yes. and to a lot of people these things are synonymous yes um especially as people became more avant-garde with the art that they put out every video every music video that came out every word was analyzed by certain rappers and artists yeah. and people were looking for these connections trying to to see something that wasn't there so or i i believe that wasn't there and um yeah so that that's another aspect of it there it's it's not like i think anyone that i was around really in my community or my social circle i don't think they knew anything about masonry and it wasn't like i was gonna you know go look anything up with them because uh, i think the view especially at around those times was not a very positive one so one of the best things that i could do for myself was find out for myself and so what you're saying is that you haven't seen any satanic, uh, satanic, demonic things since you started <laughs> no. uh, coming here. No. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we've concealed our secrets. Well, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, that, that's saying a lot, right? Because eventually if you keep coming, you keep coming, something is going to slip through the cracks, right? And you'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, there it is. But, right. but that's not what's happening here. And, and, you know, and the joke, and it's a joke, but I think the brethren make too much of it, and it, and it kind of downgrades Freemasonry, and, and you know, we, man, we can't even, uh, we, we can't even agree on how, what we're going to have for dinner, you know, uh, next month, so how are we running the world, which is like, <laughs> yeah, brothers, you know, you got you to gotta cut that out, you, know, right. you, you got to stop um, it really downgrading or in the eyes of the public, you know, making us look like clowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, trying to put people at ease, right, as to, no, that's not what happens. What happens is tomfoolery. You know, we can't even agree. <laughs> it's like, no, man, that's not what happens. Uh, well, at least not here. But um, and what about you, Matt? I mean, you have uh, some books on Freemasonry? 
I mean, I do now, but not, uh, you know, not before I joined the Coachella Lodge. And, and uh, for the for the same reason, I didn't want to, I didn't want to ruin Christmas. <laughs> you know, I. Uh, um, I wanted to get it from the horse's mouth, so I didn't go look up. You know, the whole time that I was a prospect, I didn't look up anything. I didn't read anything. I didn't listen to anything that anybody had to say. And why did I need to? Because I'm right here in it with them. Right. Here I am. And, and, yeah, uh, but, but you would show up was, to Lodge and I was loaded. These... <laughs> yeah, just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I would spend like all week or, yeah. or all month, you know. So I'd, I'd have like at least, you know. Oh, three least or four. six or eight yeah. sucker punches. Just, hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. just the, the most difficult, challenging questions I could just possibly think of to to really. You know what? You should have written those down because uh, he had some he had some doozies, man. I mean, and he would always <laughs> come locked and loaded. And guess who he would ask? You know, is it, is it either me or Dave? I, I, yeah, it was like you yeah, or Dave yeah, Matthews. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like God, here he comes again. But it, it was it, because of where I was at, I was ready for it. You know, it wasn't, it, this is what should happen. A Mason should be ready to answer any and all questions. And if he doesn't have the answer, he should just say, you know what, man, I don't know. Right. You know, that's a good question. Uh, let me ask around or, you know, uh, uh, give me a couple of days and, uh, and I'll get back to you, man. And, and in that vein, do you have any, any questions, you know, right now for us? I don't, but as, you know, as I was thinking mm -hmm. about it, I actually, just recently have started getting into some media that I don't want to say it's shedding light, but it is Masonic in nature, right? So I'm, I'm listening to more podcasts. I nice. obviously listen to this podcast, Masonic right. Muscle. Hey, thank you. Uh, but I do listen to, uh, what is it? The Masonic Roundtable? The Masonic Roundtable, yeah. Yeah, but you know, yeah. um, and also there is the Southern California Research Lodges. Yeah. The Fraternal Review. Fraternal Review, yeah. 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 But the, the reason I, I didn't associate those with your questions because – they don't uh, they don't share anything esoteric. They don't share anything that's not supposed to be shared. Honestly, most of them are just like, for example, the Fraternal Review. The, the last one I, I heard was about like Masonry and the Matrix. I just like the movie The Matrix. I wanted okay. to see what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, some of the things I looked up were like, you know, the uh, the Masonic Roundtable has an episode, a great episode on Prince Hall Masonry. Yes. Um, some yes. of the history of it, and these are things that I was interested in, and. Just shed some light on, I, I think, historical fact as opposed to trying to learn some of the things that um, I shouldn't be learning yet. So, so uh, Prince Hall Masonry. Yeah. What'd you learn about that? Uh, so yeah, one of the one of the things I, I know that there's a lot of um, theories about the beginning of it because it wasn't well documented the beginning of Prince Hall Masonry. Yeah. At least from what I have looked at, um, but I'm always willing to learn something new. Uh, one of my one of the most interesting things that I found out was that it's believed that uh, Crispus Attucks, who was the first person that lost their life uh, for this country um, during the Revolutionary War, was also a black man, and his death um, inspired uh, Prince Hall, the the person who Prince Hall, yeah. enslaved Prince Hall, oh, and it inspired him to give him his freedom. So that, I don't know if that's true or not, that, but that is what I've heard. And I, if it is true, I find that a very interesting piece of information that I think not a lot of people know about. And well, they have their strong history. And uh, as we were discussing after, um, uh, I don't know if it was Man Cave Night, uh, which, by the way, Man Cave Night is, is next week. Are you coming? Tuesday? 
Tuesday. Yeah, I'll bring your bring your favorite piece of steak and some <laughs> veggies. We're gonna grill them and we're we're gonna no forks. Right. Yeah, okay. No forks. All right. Um, I, it was it. We were discussing that with Kirk Weiss, a past master of uh, Coachella, uh, because he did uh, research okay. on Prince Hall, and we were discussing it outside where we were having some cigars. But he was telling you that uh, he was oh, here. Yes. He was in Grand Lodge back in 1995 when our Grand Lodge finally uh, agreed. And, and we're the Grand Lodge, right? All Master Masons go up there and we, we uh, propose legislation and we vote for legislation. And we finally agreed to recognize Prince Hall Lodge. And they were there. We as there. And, and they're there every year after that. Like When we go to Grand Lodge, there will always be Prince Hall goes mm -hmm. there and their Grand Master. I mean, they represent. They got the gold pimp in, you know, dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun, big pimp. And yeah, they got that. Yeah, and they, they wear the gloves. So uh, they he was there in 1995 when they finally said, yes, you know, we recognize you and we would like to uh, consolidate. Right. And they went back and they came back and they said, nah, we don't want to consolidate. And so I was all like confused now because I'm reading some of the history. And this is what little I know. Mm. And when I read their, their reason, it was brilliant. They said, no, it's, it's long overdue. We're glad you guys recognize us. We've been recognizing you for the longest time. You know, you recognize us. And, and we should have, you know, in, in the Masonic world and the fraternal world, they call it intercourse, right? <laughs> we should have intercourse. Right. Um, fraternal intercourse, right? Everyone begins <laughs> to giggle. <laughs> yeah. And they said the reason why is because if we do that, we believe that for sure we will begin to lose our history and all of our traditions. Right, because they have their own they yeah. have their own twist on the rituals. Yes. I had heard that before that they yeah. that, that was why they didn't want to. And not only that, that. they have a, a serious claim to being the first to actually be legitimate Freemasonry over here in mm. the Americas. So that's still. They're, they're, they're researching. I think it's been already like established. Like Prince Hall was the original mm -hmm. and everyone else came later. I think the first uh, Masonic lodges, we still don't know when the first Masonic lodges here were established. We're thinking that there were some members with the, uh, the Mayflower that they came over and established the first colony. And then later well, the on. The first synagogue that was ever established in this country was um, established in the first colony. So I'm without a doubt. There's got to be Masons, huh? <laughs> oh, well, well, certainly because there was, I mean, during that time period, there was a lot of Jews uh, in Masonry. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So w what else did you learn? I mean, what, what else stuck out in your mind? I mean, I know you didn't, uh, you know, memorize the whole podcast, but what did you learn from it? Because obviously you liked it. Yeah. Um, I mean, just just a lot about the, the history, especially as it pertains to the South, because I think, you know, we're here in California and it's very different here as opposed to some of the southern states and the way uh, Prince Hall Masonry and traditional Masonry is uh, the way they're compared, uh, the way they interact is, is very different. Um, so one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that uh, from the people on this podcast, it's it felt to me as though a lot of this uh divisiveness is an old idea it's and as people 
I mean, to put it frankly, as people pass on and younger Masons come in, that they're less inclined and less interested in keeping this uh, separation a thing. So I, I thought that was really interesting um, because that's like so many other things in our country. You know, a lot of these, a lot of the things that at least I see that I don't like are because of old ideas and old people clinging on to power. And uh, a, a lot of that, you know, had to, it was it was a sign of the times there back then. Uh, there was something I read about Prince Hall Masonry, and, and that is when when they got uh, they, so they got itru- they got issued their charter to exist from England and the Grand Lodge of England. So they had every year they had to pay their dues right and to England so they can continue to have their charter and be recognized. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in one of those times that they sent their money, the boat sank, mm. and so they never received their dues over there. So their charter expired, but they were able to prove through their records and meet lodge meetings that they sent, you know, this payment. Right. And where's the ship? Where's the manifesto? You know, where the, so they were able to prove it. So they were regranted, you know, their, their charter and with no back payment or anything like that. They were cool. Everyone, or everyone in England was cool. Guess who wasn't cool? Everyone here. Wow. Yeah. It's because it was a sign of the times. It was, it was what was going on during that time. So, yeah, we can't. And then I, I believe I shared a, a uh, so Matt Jackson going back to Coachella, right? And he's he's a prospect, and every week he'd show up and he's just hammering me or Dave Matthews with 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 his loaded questions. He would come in locked and loaded, <laughs> you know. And one of them, I forgot what you what you asked me. You should think about what those questions were and write I them down. I remember right? one. But uh, one of one of my answers, you, I never forget because you kept reminding me. You're like, you know what, Caesar? That was that was a good answer. I remember what you talking I about. I think I remember the question. Okay, what was it? Let's see. I said that in the early Americas, there was you know Freemasonry was pr- predominantly uh, an outfit run by racists, right? So yeah. I, I think it was something like you know, how do you reconcile that, you know, for you? Okay, what did I say? <laughs> I think your answer was something. Along the lines of, you know, Freemasonry is is only or is a reflection of a society at, at that given time in that given place. Wow, you remember that? That was what I was going to say. <laughs> Pretty that's good exactly what I was going to say, right? And that's, you know, Matt. I think after that question, I think we went to go have a drink, and I think it was during winter, and Coachella has this big old fireplace, right? So we're mm-hmm. we're chilling, and I, and I, I was thinking the whole time. That was a good fucking question. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that was uh, uh, um, a valid, very valid, very honest. Because you should know that. Because that's what you're, you're referring to with Prince Hall and everything that was going on. Right. Right? Well, what about, what, what about the, the yellow Chinese man? What about the Mexican webback? What about mm-hmm. what, what, it, all of us had to have gone through some type of racism or whatever you, you want to call it. Most Within a lodge, depending on where they're at, mm-hmm. depending on where they're at, right? So Freemasonry, yeah, is is a reflection of wherever it is being. Uh, what, what was the answer again? <laughs> you said it better than I did. <laughs> so, so repeat it. Freemasonry is a reflection of the society in wow. which it exists in any given place or any given time. So whatever the wow, whatever the principles of that society are, you're going to see those principles reflected in, in the lodge. And that makes, that makes perfect sense. And, and we can see that in all institutions. Jeez. Right. Jeez, so. man. 
A- anything else you remember from that podcast? Because they have had some good podcasts throughout the years. I think it's a yeah. Whence Came You is the oldest uh, Masonic podcast and then followed right by them. Uh, so, yeah, another episode that I really liked was uh, learning about clandestine lodges. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Um, and I, f- I found that really interesting that that would exist. So I did a lot of research about that. I'm still doing research about that. Mm-hmm. Like the French lodges? No, like or so lodges that exist here in America that are just not... Affiliated with Grand Lodge. Yeah, they're not oh. affiliated with... So they're not, I guess, considered real Masonic Dis- lodges. Disassociated, yeah. something like that. Or right. the, No, they'll just start... They'll just start their own lodges because they right. have uh, Duncan's Masonic Ritual, which has all three degrees in there. But the way it was practiced back in the 1800s or whatever, you know, a lot of that stuff has changed over here in California or other states. So they'll they'll get the book and they'll that's what they practice. That's what they memorize or mm-hmm. either read, read it right out. So he's he's correct. And that's how they do it. So because they're not affiliated and we didn't and they didn't get a charter from California Grand Lodge. They are considered clandestine. They're fake, right? Because they don't—they don't, they don't <laughs> have a lodge. Fake, yeah. <laughs> Keep it one hundred. Yeah, they're fake. There's like whole websites dedicated to this, and I was like, "This is so crazy to me." So I—I I, I really find that interesting. Wow, Tourette syndrome guy over here. They're fake. <laughs> hey, just, just say the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I would just have to see what they were doing, whether or not to call them fake, because yeah. they could have a legitimate bone to pick. Some with of Grand them do. Lodge. No, some, some uh, of them do. You know, some and of they them could are, have uh, a very valid, uh, whether it be politics, yeah. uh, whether it be about finance or policy or... Well, because, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This really, like, I, I felt this. Like, I had a feeling in my heart. When, uh, when California Grand Lodge shut down the lodges for the pandemic... Mm. I, I just felt like masonry just rolled over and cucked to authority. Mm. And I thought, you know, that's not what masonry is about. We do, we do our own thing, mm. right? We do what we feel is right. I would have respected Grand Lodge more if they left that choice up to the lodges. But they didn't. What did they do? They cucked to authority. I thought these, you go back to the history of, of Masons, right? And, and all these guys are thumbing their nose at authority. A lot of them. Right. We're, talking, we're talking government authority, right? Right. Okay. And so now to just see these guys roll over and cuck, right, uh, to authority. And I knew within a couple of weeks, and I got documents, reach out to Caesar, uh, hit him up. He'll let me know. And I'll, I'll give anybody as much as you want uh, from the horse's mouth himself. You yep. know, St. Fauci. I got the documents. Uh, this was <laughs> bullshit from the beginning. How come I, an entered apprentice, can figure that out in two weeks? And the Grand Lodge is going to cuck to this bullshit? And they're going to just shut everybody down? So, that, that really pissed me off. And so, I, I still have a bone to pick about that. So, so I have a problem. Uh, you're saying, and a lot of people did too, and a lot of other Masons, uh, whether they were EAs, fellow crafts, or Master Masons, felt the same way. And you're saying, to relate it to what we were talking about, mm-hmm. that's why a lot of like, members would break away and then create clandestine lodges because, right. because of what he's, he's saying. They're saying, you know what, man, we... we <clears throat> We paid our dues. We followed the CMC. We followed Anderson's Constitution and and our historical documents to be now hit with with this. Like, why why are we going through this or whatever it may be? So they have a bone to pick. You know, they're you know that's a valid that's a valid one. So just like you, 
many people felt the same uh, felt the same way. So can you imagine now how many more clandestine lodges might have formed? Oh, there probably is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would say, you know, and this is my unique perspective, I suppose, but I would say if that's what you want to do, just don't call it masonry. Call it something else. Come up with your own new thing. Okay. Add your own symbols and do something different. But to continue under the auspices of oh, so, masonry so is why, weird to me. why would well, you? Yeah, you're well, being pissed off at Freemasonry. Yeah. So why would you? Okay, all right. That's because va- I mean, I, I could use that same logic, and I, I understand it. And I, I think everyone's opinion is valid. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not challenging anyone's opinion. All right. But I would say that you know, to well, use that logic makes me think of like to, that would be like saying like America is a country built by rebels who rebelled against the government. Would that make me? like any more American to like walk around rebelling against every single law because the government has put it forward? Well, they weren't Americans because there was no America. Right. But right. It, they were rebelling against a monarchy, but they right. had no state of their own. They what had I'm saying, no what I'm saying is the, the DNA go. of the people that built America, right? Mm. There's within the DNA of what America became right. is the act of rebellion. Right. Yes. So every yes. time I rebel, does that make me more American? Like at some point, can you disassociate rebellion with Americanism, with patriotism? Well, for sure, but I don't, th- I don't think uh, patriotism yes. wasn't rebellion. I don't, I don't think patriotism is to stand up for sovereignty, personal and individual sovereignty above all else. Because mm. the people we call heroes and celebrated called patriots, the founding fathers, and all those guys that wanted to separate from King George, and they had no country. They had nowhere to go. They didn't even know if what they were going to do was going to work. Mm-hmm. So, so they didn't have an allegiance to a state. They had an allegiance to each other, but ultimately they were fighting for personal sovereignty. They didn't want taxation without representation. They didn't want English boots stomping through their fields. Right? Yeah. But, so. what, but what he's saying is still, is, is still valid. He's saying now every time I rebel against everything, right? Right. Am I... You know, any less or any, how, how are you putting it? Right, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm comparing the parallel between what you're saying as, as like, the beginnings well, of masonry, right? You're comparing something that's like, hey, this is what masonry is about, but is it always about that? Is it always, like, not no, agreeing with... No, but if, if Grand Lodge is going to cave to tyranny, hmm. then who is the more true Freemason? The one who caves you know, or the one who chooses to stand alone and continue to practice. Mm. I mean, I would, I would argue that, you know, if you make an allegiance to something and they say, like, if you say, hey, I'm going to join this basketball team. This is my allegiance. I'm joining this team. If the coach gives you a directive, you're, you show your allegiance by following the directive, whether you disagree with it or not. Well, not mm-hmm. when it goes against the very precepts of the entire mm. And, and, body, right? and you would know more because, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know all the precepts. I don't know everything. So that's why I have to speak from a. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the precepts the, and um, the precepts are easily had. Um, they're Anderson's constitutions, uh, which you can everybody can have uh, access to that. You can either order it uh, from Amazon or PDF it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the old charges, mm-hmm. you know, they're all in there. I do have Anderson's so, constitution, but maybe maybe you could so, share. So how did this decision come about? Which decision are you talking about? Uh, for from Grand Lodge. Okay. Well, it, the decision came about because everybody else was uh, acquiescing to authority, right? So even now, when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. and the uh, one state 
locked down and then everybody followed suit. Um, immediately, Grand Lodge uh, issued an edict, I believe, here in California, and, and pretty soon. And everybody, just like all the states were waiting for the first governor to lock down their state, I think we were the first or second, I can't remember, either New York or us were the first or second, all Grand Lodges were waiting for that first Grand Master to lock it down. And mm -hmm. I think we were first or second, I can't remember. But um, as soon as the governor issued that lockdown within days, we got this edict from Grand Lodge saying no more gatherings, right? Because there was, they were talking about gatherings and, and then, okay, well, what constitutes a gathering? Well, no more than 50 people, you know, and, uh, you know, just all these weird, uh, unclear. We just talked about grammar, logic, and rhetoric, and we're right. defined terms, and the terms were, were still nebulous to a great extent. Now, for us in lodges, what you're going to find out as you meet more members and you ask about their lodges, you're going to find out that a lot of times they, the lodge will struggle to get enough officers to open lodge. Mm -hmm. let alone have any sideliners. So why would you tell that lodge they can't meet when they don't even have enough people to meet? Mm. You know, so it, it just began to just create this whole... Uh, and so Masons began to push back and ask questions. And Grand Lodge didn't have answers. And then the answers that they would give were again nebulous and, I, and I've we've got all, like all the documents written down because they mm -hmm. you know they were they were issuing uh emails to all the lodges all the constituent lodges in here in California we have like 300 330 or something like that okay so we were all receiving you know the same information it would it was to the point to where we're in one month into the pandemic, two months, and now, you know, you go out on the streets and there is less traffic, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody saw that. So a couple of brothers decided to get together here and, and do some work on the lodge, right? And a certain brother found out, and he showed up to lodge with the Grandmaster's edict in his hand. Mm. <laughs> and we can't meet at lodge because if Grandmaster finds out, they're going to shut us down. They're going to take our charter. And we're like looking around like, why? Like, there's two of us here. You're the third one. Mm -hmm. And I'm not telling I'm here. So are you telling? I mean, who's, who, you know, it created these, these weird situations. Mm. So, well, you know, it's one of the oaths we take. Well, what did we learn about uh, Americanism? Uh, what did we learn about our rebellious patriots, right? We mm -hmm. learned that when laws become oppressive and when laws become uh, unjust, unjust, it's our duty. Yeah, it's our duty now <clears throat> to begin to ask for reprieve and redress and what have you. And when that doesn't work, now what do we do? So that's how a lot of Masons were feeling. They were feeling that these edicts were unjust. These edicts were not, you know, uh, logical. So that's where that's where that's 
coming from, right? There's more mm -hmm. to it, but in a nutshell, I don't know how much time I took to to say <laughs> that right there, right? But, you know, maybe, maybe that gave you a little bit better insight as to what. Yeah, yeah. I would have questions, but I think that would be a whole episode onto itself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Because it, it was a touchy subject for a lot of us, as you can tell. Right. As you can tell. And the answers that we were given were nebulous at best, mm -hmm. unclear. Now, if Grand Lodge had said right from the beginning, guys, you know what? We don't know what's going on and we don't want to get caught up in litigation. So give us some time. Let's see what's going on. And then, you know, so chill out. Mm -hmm. um, if you need to work on your lodge, go ahead. But no degrees, no dinner where there's gatherings, you know, of uh, 40, 50 people because we don't know. Right. We don't know what's going on. Well, that it was right there, you know. Anybody well, now in the Grand Lodge or the Research Center can go look at the March March yeah. 2020 issue of the New England Journal, paragraph three. Yeah, that, that came out right away. With the one Anthony with Dr. Fauci. Fauci yeah. Quoted right there saying the COVID SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, yeah. is going to be really no more deadly than the seasonal flu. And then yeah. after that, yeah. what happened? Just those were his own this, words. Not, those were his own words. Yeah, those were his own words. And, and, and there was so much there's so much other documentation, too, uh, about that. I mean, that was the first place I went because I, I have a my 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 uh, academic. I have a medical background. Okay. You know, I was uh, academically trained in medicine. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So I know how to read those dry ass medical documents. So when this whole thing happened, that was where I went. The New England Journal of Medicine, it's the most prestigious medical journal on the planet, right? I went to the, uh, the American Institute of Clinical Virology. I went to the, uh, the uh, there's an American Institute of, um, is it Biological Virology and, uh, uh, a couple of these other medical journals. I started reading these these medical reports, uh, and that's where I was going. I, I wasn't listening to the news because that's all fear porn. CNN, Fox News, mm -hmm. whatever, Republican, Democrat, yeah. that's all BS. I don't even want to hear it. It was all fear porn. Uh, but what they were saying was not what was in the medical journals at all. Mm. So after two weeks of that, you know, yeah, I was pretty do? much just fuck this shit. This yeah. is bullshit. This is stupid. <laughs> this yeah. is stupid. And then Grand Lodge shuts down and I'm going. Yeah, that only took me two weeks and I'm not the mm -hmm. smartest guy in the room. Yeah. You know, I maybe I just knew where to look. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you but, are the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> Give yourself more credit. Yeah, Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, you, you, you know, again, you get where, you know, where, where we're coming from when it when it comes to that. And. And some and some people took uh, stronger stances, you know, and, and some people didn't. I just asked the grandmaster as we were having uh, dinner after the seventy fifth. Mm -hmm. I asked him, "Hey, you know, uh, Grand Lodge communication because it's always in September, October. It's a great time, you know, for for Masons. Uh, you have to be a master. Well, you don't have to be a master mason. You can go up there, but but they open Lo Grand Lodge on master mason, you know, degree. So mm -hmm. you have to be a master mason. But um, I asked them, what's going on with Grand Lodge this year? You know, is, is, are, are, are they beginning to peel back most of those restrictions? He says, no. He says, it's getting worse. And yeah. I go, well, well, what's the deal? He says, hey, man, we're going to do whatever, uh, you know, the San Francisco and the county says. Just like that. You know, and, and uh, Army vet, 
our grandmaster, Army vet. I, I believe the majority of our Grand Lodge um, officers are ex-military, some branch of the military, 80%, you know, 70, 80%. But um, that was the answer. The answer was it's getting worse up there in San Francisco. It's not, it's not getting better. So this thing is not, is not over. But where is the, I would have to, you know, ask, ask you, where is the rebellious DNA? you know, mm-hmm. of our founding fathers. Where is the rebellious? As a matter of fact, that actually sounds that. like the, one of the most unmasonic things I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's I, what we're going to do. Well, we're just going to pay fealty <laughs> to the state. Oh, we're, right. We're right. going to pay fealty to the county. So, so when, when, when um, the colonies won the war mm-hmm. and they got their independence, they, they, there was Freemasonry here and there was 130, no, 100, 110, 120 lodges in the 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's quite a bit. And when they broke away, we were breaking away from their form of government, king and queen, and, you know, and we're sovereignty. So, and we also um, began to think about breaking away from the idea of one grand lodge, because over there in England, there's one grand lodge for all of England, and that's uh, how Prince Hall Masonry is. Yeah, right. One, there's one. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to have the same idea here. Just like some of the Patriots, right after winning the war, they wanted to make uh, uh, General George Washington our, our king. Right. I mean, we're a just monarchy. like, didn't we just <laughs> get fight for our freedoms from that? And he's the one that put the kibosh on that. No, right. no, not, we're not. Well, they also wanted to make one Grand Lodge for all the colonies. And they're like, hell no. No, we, we fought too hard. We're breaking away from all that. But now I hear these murmurs that we might go back to one Grand Lodge, you mm. know, for all the United States. It might be, it might be better. Uh, I, I don't know. I, and I forgot where I heard that from, but I, I'm not too sure that that'll work out anyways. But that's why we have one Grand Lodge for each because it's decentralized, mm-hmm. right? Um, we recognize each other. But that, that's the result from the war, you know, going back to what you were saying. You know, right. Where's the rebellious attitude? They continued that. As Masons, they continued that. Like, no, we're not going to, we don't want to mimic them. But yet we have a lot of their ritual, uh, uh, Preston ritual. And so that, so there, there's, there's marriages there. But overall, yeah, you know, the, why? You know, wh- where's the rebellious DNA? Where's the fighting? uh where is the, the some of and, and of course that's a whole other uh, podcast episode because we're here <laughs> talking about you know we're we're here interviewing shane arch you know and that why are we not fighting uh, uh more but it, we are fighting right in the trivium what are we fighting for to gain to, to gain uh a power of our own thinking again of our grammar logic and rhetoric and hand it hand it uh give it freely to Whoever will come. Right. So that's what I have to say about that. What about you, uh, um, Matt? You listen to any other Masonic podcasts? Have you listened to any other Masonic podcasts? I have. Um, mm. I think only one other one um, besides this one. Okay. I mean, I've seen them, but yeah, haven't really. Um, most of the time, I just prefer to go dig around in old books. You yeah. know, Manly P. Hall or some mm. of those other... Uh, you know, because I, I mean, 
it's nice to hear people like talk about stuff and maybe offer up ideas, but there's just something really great about just getting into old texts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and getting into the meanings of things. Um, so, um, I don't know. I just enjoy, you know, wrapping my mind around those things myself and then generating those conversations like with, uh, you know, the trivium group or something, something like that. So, so I don't really spend a whole lot of time missing, listening to, um, you know, a lot of Masonic podcasts, podcasts. Other, not other yeah. than, other than this one. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of other good ones, interesting ones. They all do their own thing. Just like me, you know, I'm, I'm putting my own twist on, on Freemasonry, working out the body, mind, soul connection, you know, and you know, the, the, the one that you shared, I had forgotten. I had said that, <laughs> that, that we're building the temple within our two temples. You right. know, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good. Um, yeah, I got that from a book that wasn't, you know, that that didn't come from my little lizard brain that I had written it. <laughs> I had read that in another book, and I'm like, yeah, that's true, because uh, uh, whenever someone begins to give their mind over to someone and becomes a slave to them, they have died, and the temple, right, within their temple. Mm. So, that, so everything inside that temple is dead. So, uh, and then where do you have to resurrect that person within his temple? In the temple, he's got to get resurrected by the trivium by initiation by something something right. that some that'll inspire him so i think we're about done here man but before we do i would like to uh go around the horn and ask for your final thoughts but before i do that man i i want to i want to thank you for being here shane taking the time to uh be here i know you got you got a ways to drive <laughs> but uh, and I want to acknowledge you as well, man. Acknowledge your efforts. You've been coming here since September. I've said that before already, but I'd like to say it again because, uh, you know, you're dedicated. And the first couple of times you came, you know, you came the way, uh, you know, you normally dress. But then you started picking up on it. And next thing you know, you got some slacks. And next thing mm-hmm. you know, you got a button down. And then, bam, he shows up with a suit suit and tie i was like oh, yeah no way i was suited up from day Big one because if i came in the way i usually dress yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, right black hoodies all day I um, love if black you hoodies. asked me hoodies I, and jeans. <laughs> if you asked me i would tell you that masonry is refinement mm. and refinement in everything we do I like that. And everything I agree that, that you do <clears throat> and and that's another uh that's another matt jackson ism you know right. freemasonry is refinement in everything we do so I acknowledge you for that, man, and making the effort and, and uh, contributing and helping whenever we needed it. So thank you for that, man. Thank you. Um, you as well, uh, Matt Jackson. Thank you for finally coming down here and making it. I hope this is the first of many, man. I hope I, hope I get you in the studio, in, in the lodge studio, you know, or, or your home studio or whatever. Yeah, and, I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll bring both barrels. Yeah. <laughs> I like it as you always do. And, and again, man, don't hold back. You know, I, I don't like to... Uh, I don't like to have any restrictions on what we say or do as long as it's it's, you know, um, in a constructive way, right. in a way. Don't just tell me what the problem is. Give me give me, uh, uh, you know, um, solutions as well, which you guys uh, always do. So I want to acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge your your efforts. I want to acknowledge, you know, the times that you've invited me to your house and we're a gracious host, you and Gregor, <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's always good times, man. We should have Man Cave Night again. We're going to have it again this week. Uh, I mean, next week on Tuesday. 
and acknowledge you for always coming with with ideas man and concepts and sharing your your uh, knowledge and wisdom man you share it freely which is what the world desperately needs man i acknowledge that oh well thank you i think um in these times more than ever in our lives we really need to be real and straight with people especially the people we care about mm -hmm. i mean because hey uh here we are we're we're we're, we're heavy in the cut right now we're know? in deep we are in deep and nobody knows where this is going some people i think don't even know which way is up so <laughs> uh so no so we should be sharp and we should be honing our metal and we should be sharpening our, ourselves because uh, right. we don't know what challenges are in store for us and some of them don't look good they really don't look good so so um yeah so Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's always been, I've really enjoyed my time in participating with, uh, with masonry and really the core of that, the meat and, and the potatoes for that, for me really was the trivium. Mm. And then only to find out, uh, is it the wood document? The wood document, the cook, the cook, wood, well, Regis? No, the, the, the Regis, Regis manuscript, the Regis manuscript that yeah. calls out that, uh, it actually says um, the liberal arts of a grammar, logic, rhetoric, uh, arithmetic, music, geometry, and astronomy have always been uh, associated. associated with Freemasonry. Right. Yes. And this is 1300s? Not 1390. So where did that, how did that fall through the cracks? Mm. That's some. That's somebody really fudged that one really bad. <laughs> Some horrible. somebody needs to knock that mason yeah. around a little right. bit. <laughs> so let's go around the horn now, man. Gratitude time. What are you grateful for today, man? And then we'll go with you, Shane, and then myself when we we'll wrap it up. Already. What are you grateful for today, Matt? I'm actually really grateful for this space. I'm really grateful for to be here with you, uh, and to be here with you, Shane, and just just having an open discourse. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for um, oh, so many things. The opportunities that I have uh, uh, in the lodge and outside of the lodge. Um, you know, a lot of things are, are shifting and moving and, and changing right now. I think probably for everybody. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things are shifting. You know, our, our, our world is changing, you know. So... Um, so I'm just grateful that, uh, that, uh, you know, that I'm managing that well. And I also have brethren around me that I can, that I can call upon and, and, and we can get together and, you know, do this stuff. This is the stuff that really like, you know, throws light into my heart. Lights you up, huh? That's the only conversation worth having, man. There it is. There it is. <laughs> How about you, Shane? What are you grateful for today, man? Oh man. Uh, you know, I really think that just I've, I've been giving so much so I really enjoy giving back so I'm thankful that I can give back just in a general sense but if I listed everything I was thankful for we'd be here all day <laughs> so I can say that right now in this moment I'm really thankful for this space you know um, I am I, recognizing that this is you know three men with different perspectives uh, at different points in a Masonic journey and it's that's really valuable maybe maybe just more valuable to me as someone who is you know barely starting maybe the first step of this journey 
um, to be able to hear these different perspectives and have this conversation is is really fruitful for me. So I'm I think I'm most in this moment appreciative of that. Oh wait, and uh, and my wife because she might listen to this. So hey, Lori. Yeah, Lori. <laughs> Hello, Lori. Hello, Lori. But yeah, this this space is is what I'm most thankful for in the moment. And I'm grateful for both of you being here. I'm grateful that uh, we were finally able to get it done, you know, and uh, and have your voice heard and get some ideas out there. Right. Put them out there into into the uh, into the air, into the atmosphere so that people can begin to get to know you a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, hear what you got to say as, as well as you, Matt. And uh, and for people to understand that, uh, yes, we do have different perspectives. We come from different backgrounds. We understand Freemasonry in our own way, but there's also a core of it. There's, I think there, there's a core of it, and just like Matt Jackson pointed out, 1390 Manuscript clearly states what he just said, and how did that slip through the cracks? You know, why isn't anybody pointing this thing out and then calling us on it? I mean, it's, they're over here and they're over there, but yet, and you know what? It takes a strong will to be able to do that constantly which is why I, you know, I constantly encourage everybody to exercise because once your body gets stronger, well, what does that mean? You just, you're that much more capable to continue to take action, pull the trigger, and you're also more capable of withstanding the stresses of life because in this day and age right now, people are, get, are stressing the hell out. Right. We are stressing the hell out. There's never been a better time to get fit. Yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you know, get, take your vitamin D, get some sun out, uh, get some sun, get some water, get some good rest, man. And, you know, if you can find, if, for those of you brothers or, or uh, prospective members out there that are hoping to find a rarefied space like this, it's out there. Mm -hmm. If we have done it, so can you guys. And if, and if you've been thinking of doing it, pull the trigger stop thinking about it and just do it and with that guys i will leave you and share this with you see if you like it think about that Yeah.